Hey there. Welcome to the Chosen for the Culture podcast. This is your host, Tyler DeWitt. Very happy to be back. Took a few weeks off. Had some things to handle, to take care of, to address. But we're back just in time for the playing tournament, which I'm excited about. So we'll start with the Eastern Conference, then we'll move on to the Western Conference. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the upcoming seedings. We'll give some predictions. We still have, you know, the end of the season awards for the MVP, Most Improved Player, Rookie of the Year, all that good stuff, Defensive Player of the Year, etc., so forth. So we got a lot to talk about, but let's get started on this playing tournament uh, for the Eastern Conference. So we had Boston playing Washington. We had the Pacers playing Charlotte. Boston took care of Washington. Jason Tatum is something to be reckoned with. I wrote him off in the sense of being one of the top players in the NBA. Is he that right now? I don't think so. Can he become that? I don't know if I can bet against that anymore. This man dropped 50 points in a playing tournament game, right? Season on the line, and he steps up and delivers without without Jalen Brown at that too. So... I think he can become the real deal. He has a lot of tools in that tool chest that he can bring out and that he can use. He's he's very, very fun to watch. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Pacers took care of Charlotte. That game wasn't even close. Not even remotely close, actually. Um, which is a shame because I think a lot of people are rooting for LaMelo Ball. I think a lot of people were rooting for that Charlotte team in general. And just the way that that game unfolded and just how Indiana just absolutely took control of that game from the beginning, there wasn't really a chance, in my opinion. So, how it's shaken out, you have Boston clinching that seventh seed. So Boston will go on to play Brooklyn uh, in a... Uh, in a possible seven-game series. And then now, to finish up the seeding, we have the Pacers against the Wizards. So the Pacers and the Wizards will play, and then that will decide the eighth seed. And then that eighth seed will go on, and they'll play the 76ers. So my prediction for this final play-in game for the Eastern Conference, I think Washington gets it done. I know Indiana came out strong against Charlotte, which I think surprised everybody. I don't think that they're going to have that same kind of night against Washington. I think Russell Westbrook is going to live up to his expectations. He's going to drop a triple-double like normal. It's not even abnormal anymore for him. And I think Bradley Beal has a has a nice night shooting as well. I don't think those are too ridiculous of of a prediction, but the Pacers could come out and absolutely shut everything down and, and win again and move on. You just never know. So that's the way the Eastern Conference is, is shaking out. So uh, Philly will play the winner of the Wizards and the Pacers. And then we have the fourth and fifth seed. So we have the Knicks and the Hawks. And then the 
three and the the third and the sixth seed uh, are the Bucks and the Heat, and then rounding out uh, the Eastern Conference, we have Brooklyn, and then we have Boston. So, my very fast predictions, um, just in the first round, and you know we'll go week to week. I have Philly beating whoever wins that that game, that final game in five or less. I have. I have the Knicks beating the Hawks in six games. I have the Bucks beating the Heat in seven. I have Brooklyn taking care of Boston in five. I think that Brooklyn is just way too strong. They're really going to flex their muscle uh, in the postseason. It's just too too much, too much to handle, especially for Boston. We'll we'll talk about you know whenever we get into them playing Milwaukee. Uh, and then, you know, possibly even Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see how that shakes out as it goes on down the road. But I'm not seeing any, I'm not seeing Boston, you know, give, give them any type of grief whatsoever. So that's how the Eastern Conference is shaking out. Uh, that's, that's my, those are my predictions. Uh, Philly, five or less. Uh, Brooklyn, five or less. Uh, the Knicks uh, in six over the Hawks. And then I have uh, that. I really like that Milwaukee Miami series. I really like that series a lot. I think it's going to go seven. I, I hope it goes seven, but I think it's going to go seven. And then we'll readdress the following week whenever everything starts shaking out again. Beautiful. Now the Western Conference. So the Western Conference, um, I, I watched the. Well, I watched the majority of, of every single playing game, but um, I watched uh, a lot of the Memphis and Spurs game. That was a fun game to watch. That, that really was a fun game to watch. Um, and then I only watched the first half of the Lakers and Golden State game. But what I'll tell you is, starting with Memphis and San Antonio, is that Jonas Valanciunas is a big part of that Memphis team. Is a big part. He comes out of the game and San Antonio gets whatever they want in the paint, just at, at will. They're getting put-back dunks. They're getting second-chance opportunities. They're doing it all. Once once Jonas comes back in the game, that all gets shut down. So he is a key part. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I think they go as far as Jaw will take them, and I don't know how far that is, right? You know, you, you have a, a decent supporting cast around them in Memphis, but, you know, are are they good enough to beat Golden State in, in a game? I'm not sure. You obviously don't want to bet against Steph Curry, but um, but I'm not sure if they're good enough. I'm not sure if they can they can match that firepower from Steph. Now, San Antonio has missed the playoffs in two straight seasons. So I kind of want to raise a question here is, is this kind of the, the tail end of Popovich's career? I, I don't know. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just genuinely curious because this is the second year in a row. They missed the playoffs. Um, I mean, he, he seems content with, with his life. He's, he's just, he's always been that, that kind of person. Um, but is, is this kind of, you know, like a, a farewell? Not this season, but is it coming? Is it coming soon? Is my question with San Antonio. So, how this is shaking out, uh, we have Memphis beating the Spurs, right? 
So Golden State lost to uh, the Lakers last night, which we're going to talk about that in a second. But Golden State plays Memphis uh, for that final eighth seed. Uh, the Lakers won, so they move on to that seventh seed. So here's how the West is shaking out. So the Lakers will move on, and they'll play the Phoenix Suns uh, in a seven-game series. And then we have the Grizzlies and Golden State playing for that final A seed, and then that winner will move on uh, to Utah. And then they'll play them in a seven-game series. So I think go- I think Steph Curry gets it done. Uh, I'm not going to bet against him. Um, they were one shot away from beating the Lakers. Um, so... I- and the Lakers are obviously a much better team than Memphis. So I, I think Golden State gets it done. Now, talking about the game from last night, in the sense of the Lakers and Golden State, watching the first half of that game is really all I can judge on. And then obviously highlights, just being honest with you guys, is that um, A, LeBron is rusty, and AD, they're both rusty. Um, I think that they're going to take the next couple games and they're going to look. I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix, you know, if Phoenix jumped out to a 2 1 lead or something like that in that series. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, just because they really need to rev up that engine to get back in sync. That's what it looks like to me. But that first half was abysmal to watch if you're a Lakers fan. Uh, Golden State fan, obviously, you know, Steph, Steph starts heating up at the right time. They take a, a double-digit lead going into halftime. You know, you're feeling really good as a Golden State fan. Um, wow. Just wow. Their, their def- the defensive scheme on Steph Curry, from what I watched, was nothing short of incredible. I mean, you legitimately cannot give that man a foot of space at all. Or he's taking a shot, no matter where he's at on the court, essentially. So once he crosses half court, he's a threat. Even at half court, he's a threat. So the the fact that they were able to you know, slow him down, that's all you can do is just slow him down. I mean, he's still at 37, but you slow him down enough to where you can you can handle uh, you know, a, a couple made shots here and there from you know from some of the role players and you know supporting cast at Golden State, but LeBron looked terrible. Uh, AD looked terrible. Uh, I I really I really need Alex Caruso to close out games every single game. Uh, if you're a Lakers fan, and I don't know I. I'm a little bit nervous for the first few games against Phoenix. A little bit. Just because that obviously Phoenix has had their entire regular season to to gel and to coexist and to really get, you know, their flow and their rhythm down. And the Lakers have not, right? They've they've been broken up essentially the entire season. But they opened up as favorites. I just saw that today. They opened up as uh, as favorites in that series against Phoenix. I guess I guess Vegas is really really taking a stance on just not betting against LeBron, especially when he has someone like Anthony Davis. They're going to heat up. They're going to be just fine. I, I'm not I'm not concerned with them not not winning in the first round, right? But if they drop a couple games and it's a six game series, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying there. 
That's it. So, rounding out the Western Conference, uh, we have that Memphis-Golden State game, right? They're going to go on and play Utah, so Utah's the one seed. Uh, And then we have the fourth and fifth seed, so we have the Clippers at the fourth seed. Uh, We have the Mavericks at the fifth seed. I really like that series. That's going to be fun. Uh, Denver and Portland, that's going to be another fun series. Uh, The entire Western Conference, I mean, it's going to be awesome, in my opinion. Um, You know, the, the, the whole way... The whole way from top top to the bottom, right? So Denver and Portland thir- three and six seeds, and then Phoenix and Los Angeles two and seven seed, right? So um, if Golden State wins, you Utah on six, Utah on six. I you just never know with Steph Curry. Now Utah is also a great team defensively. They're also a great team uh, shooting from beyond the arc. So they can match that with Steph and and that team. But I think that Steph can carry them to to win a couple games in that series. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Clippers-Dallas, I think that's going to be a seven-game series. I think the the Clippers are going to win that series, but I think it's going to be closer than we think. Uh, Denver and Portland, uh, I like that as a six- or seven-game series as well. Um, I like Denver, um, to be honest, even though... Even though it's very hard to hard to bet against Damian Lillard, but I like the MVP in Jokic, uh, Phoenix, LA. I like LA in six. Like I said, may take a little bit of time for them to to kind of get that engine started. Not that it's empty. Not that the not that the, the tank is empty, but just getting that started, I think, is is what we're going to see uh, in that series. So we're almost set. For, for the playoffs, right? That's starting, uh, I, I believe, on Saturdays when you know the, the playoffs officially start. Uh, now, a, cu- a couple things to address about the playing tournament in general, right? So, like, the, the format, the structure. So, the idea of the playing tournament has seemed to really help uh, with ratings. It seemed to help with engagement, uh, from fans and from players and from coaches and you know y- you have to be you, you're, you're fighting for your life here it's a do or die situation so in the idea of that I think it's good right so should they should they keep the nine and ten the seven eight play each other right and just how the format is right now or should it be the seventh seed plays the tenth seed the eighth seed plays the ninth seed should it be something of that nature and just have one game each? And then not not have to play a second game, right? If you're if you're a seventh or eighth seed and you lose, or if you're a winner, you know you have to win two. You know I I don't know, but that's just an idea, right? But it seems to be that you know a lot of people are really accepting the playing tournament. Um, players are are going harder than than we we always see in, in the regular season and that's just that's inevitable that's just what happens is the playoffs you know the the whistles seem to get uh, a little bit quieter right they let a few things go supposedly uh, and the players play with much more intensity so I mean you you see the scores I mean you know you're, you're not seeing people score 140 points right you're seeing you know high 90s low hundreds you know low 90s, high 80s, here and there. That's just what you see, which that's what a lot of, you know, 
a lot of the casual fan, and I don't use the word casual in a negative way, just, you know, I'm a casual fan of golf. I don't know anything about golf, but I'm a casual fan, right? So, like, the casual fan of, you know, NBA, they like that intensity. People, people like to see that. And that's why people only really focus on the playoffs or, you know, even still, you know, the, the Western Conference or Eastern Conference Finals that people really tune in for, you know, and then obviously the finals. So I'm, I'm a really, really big fan of this play uh, of this year's uh, playoffs and all, all of the playoff teams. I think that Nixon Hawks series is going to be entertaining. Um, I, I really think, you know, the four five, the, the three, six are going to be really, really entertaining games. Um, I think Brooklyn and Philly will take care of business. And then, in the East, at least. So, you know, the top two seeds are going to move on pretty handedly. Uh, and then Utah, Phoenix, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Phoenix more, obviously, than Utah, but um, I think Utah gets it done and move on. I, mm, I, I'm I, still not totally buying into Utah, even though I was buying into Phoenix. Phoenix just got the short end of the stick, right, with, with L.A. Uh, if it was anyone else other than the Lakers, I would have Phoenix moving on, but that's just unfortunate how that shakes out. So, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, they were they were very entertaining games to watch. You know, obviously, except for the place the Pacers blowing out uh, Charlotte, but other than that, everything was super entertaining. And I think that you know this Washington Pacers game is going to be very entertaining. I think Memphis and Golden State is going to be very entertaining. Memphis is a scrappy team. Golden State with Steph Curry, obviously. He can drop 40, 50 at any point, whenever he wants, basically, which is ridiculous. But that's going to be fun, too. I'm excited. I'm really excited with how the NBA is right now. Everyone's getting healthy or healthier. Everyone's coming back, right? So it's going to be very fun. Moving on to the awards and talking about that, um, has has the MVP award been a, a little bit skewed uh, in, in the sense of it being more of a narrative award than a legitimate most valuable player. So like MVP this year obviously wasn't LeBron, right? I'm not I'm not advocating for LeBron being the MVP. But you know, was Jokic the most valuable or was it Steph being the most valuable? Right? Are are we going strictly off of statistics? I mean Steph was the, the leading scorer in the league this year, right? Who has the most impact when they step on the court? How are we, as a fan, right? As a fan, I'm viewing this. How am I supposed to talk about the MVP award? Because I don't know which context we're using. I, I truthfully don't. Because if we're talking about most valuable, you take Steph off of that Golden State team, and oh my goodness, they're probably a lottery team. But he he got them all the way to an eight seed. I I think, right? Yeah, an eight seed. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Now I'm not downplaying what Jokic has done because Jokic has been playing absolutely out of his mind, and I've said from the beginning that you know Jokic is the MVP, and I agree, Jokic is the MVP. Right, but I'm saying in what in what context are are we talking now in general? Because once that narrative started, 
it, it, it hasn't died down. It hasn't stopped. So is it is it almost like Jokic has run away with it in terms of the, the narrative and it's too far gone to where Steph can to where Steph can't even be in the conversation? Or is Steph in the conversation? He's like, yeah, you know, leading scorer and yeah, it's great, got him to an eight seed and you know, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know how the how the voters really look at that anymore. I truthfully don't. Um, I, I think that you know a lot of the a lot of the people that do vote on these awards, uh, they may have hidden agendas. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing things out there. But it's just it's been strange, you know, to see these awards be voted on. And, and when I when I mean awards, I, I truthfully just mean the MVP. I mean every other award seems to be pretty fair in my opinion. I mean, Rookie of the Year, you're probably leaning towards Lamelo Ball since he came back from injury. Most improved, I'm leaning towards Julius Randle. Uh, defensive player of the year to me it's a toss-up between Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert um so that's that's how that's how we're, we're looking at it now we just need to know in, in terms of what what context they're they're using for the MVP and then I can understand right then I can understand how how exactly they're they're talking about so guys not a long podcast today because you know we're we're kind of waiting on the uh, official playoffs to start, right? So this playing tournament is kind of like a lull in between the regular season and uh, and the playoffs, which is weird, but you know it is what it is. That's what it was decided on. So just a, a, a recap, right? Boston became that seventh seed. Uh, we have uh, Indiana and Washington playing uh, for that final eighth seed. Memphis beat San Antonio. Golden State lost to the Lakers. Lakers became that seventh seed. Memphis and uh, Golden State will play for that final uh, for that final eighth seed, and then the playoffs start Saturday, and then that's when the all all the fun begins, right? So my my super early, super duper early prediction, uh, I have. I'm going to go the Lakers and 76ers. I I think that I think that the the Bucks and the Nets are going to beat each other up in that series. Um, I think Philly has a solid path to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're going to have enough to take care of the, either the Bucks or the Nets coming out of you know that side of the bracket. Um, and then I think the I think the Lakers uh, rev up their engine and get it done because truthfully. Give them a few games to get back in a groove, and they're they're the best team in the league. They are. They're, in my opinion, they're the deepest team, and they're the best team in the league. So, that's my super duper early prediction. I got the Lakers and the Sixers, and I think that's good for the NBA too. Renewing old rivalries too. Um, I just wish Boston was a little bit better. But side note, uh, the Knicks being in the playoffs is super good for basketball. I know everyone says that, and it's very very true. Um, you have big market teams uh, that are good that are in the playoffs. That is obviously great for the game of basketball, especially in New York. Um, that you know, New York carries a lot of weight uh, in the NBA as well. So, guys, it's it's been a pleasure. That wraps up this episode. Um, I will be back next week, and then every week there on after, um, giving the updates, giving my my takes, giving my analysis on the games. I'm going to try and watch as much uh, of each playoff game. Uh, 
as as we go along, right? So I'm super excited. I hope you guys are too. Any and all feedback is appreciated. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.